again with the Habitat Guatemala podcast. What's up? As always, I am your host, Alex P. And today with me, we have our international resource development team again, Mackenzie and Maria Rosa and Celia and our newest member, Vanessa. Today, we're going to be talking about hybrid homes. What are they? Why do we need them? How they help? It's a relatively new uh, project here at Habitat Guatemala. So there hasn't been a ton built, but it is addressing uh, a need that is growing and all of us at the IRD team are very excited about the hybrid home project, so we're, we're just happy to be talking about it today. But to begin, for folks who don't know, we should probably explain what a hybrid house is. And maybe, Celia, you can start us off by just letting us know exactly what a hybrid house is. So yeah, thank you, Alex. Uh, so uh, we have this new initiative, which is called the Hybrid House. So what is it? an hybrid house? Basically, this is a new concept. It is one of our newest construction initiatives, basically our operations team name it like that because uh, our hybrid house uses a mix of traditional materials like adobe blocks, cement blocks, uh, and wood. So this program uh, was created as a more affordable solution for families who live in poverty and extreme poverty. So we're going to talk a little uh, more about this later, but this means households earning between one to two dollars a day, for example. So these programs follows the idea of helping uh, with more tangible and I will say low, long lasting solutions. So hybrid homes are homes built with uh, some local materials and less expensive materials. And maybe you could explain to give folks a visual idea, what do hybrid houses physically look like in comparison to a regular Habitat Guatemala house that is built purely from concrete? Sure, we, we can talk about uh, more about the differences uh, later between the hybrid house and the regular house. But how a hybrid house looks like, I will say that it will have um, some lines of cement blocks and then it will have some lines of uh, adobe blocks and from the middle to the to the roof it, it is uh, made up of uh, wood and the the hybrid house also has um, the healthy home kit which is a smokeless stove a latrine and a water filter that we deliver uh, with the house but i'm gonna let my uh, my friends to 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 say more about this and speaking of friends, maybe Maria Rosa, you could explain to us a little bit why we have chosen to use the materials that we're using in in the construction of hybrid homes. Yes, Alex, as Celia was mentioning before, these are some of the materials that the hybrid houses are built of as adobe blocks, some concrete blocks too, and wood. This is the main reason to lower the costs for the families. Um, and one quick fact too about the hybrid house is that it can be built in uh, in approximately two weeks. So is it is a fast solution, and it for sure lower the cost the costs for the families. And I love that you mentioned the fact that it is a speedier solution. 
because we all know amongst ourselves the traditional way of building homes here in Guatemala is oftentimes over years as folks get a little money to buy blocks, they buy blocks, they'll buy rebar. For folks in poverty, they build homes out of found materials or uh, homemade adobe blocks, which are of a lot less quality construction than the blocks that Habitat uses. So this is something that a traditional Habitat home of all concrete block is two months, but this can actually be built in about a two-week span, a hybrid home, and it can take folks from living in extreme poverty in unsafe conditions to a house with a secure foundation and a secure roof and everything in between in just a span of two weeks. The fact that it's done in such a short time is really of critical importance because people living in extreme poverty do face a lot of negative health effects that are affecting them on a day-to-day -day basis. Maybe Vanessa, as the newest member of the team, with your experience of living here in Guatemala for, for years and, and working in NGOs and knowing about this, maybe you could give us a little bit of background on what it is like to be in extreme poverty, what the statistics are, and just give us a little bit of context of the situation. Sure. So as many of you may know, Guatemala does face high levels of poverty, where we're looking at almost 60% of the population is living on less than $4 per day. And unfortunately, indigenous families, especially in the rural areas, face significantly higher health disparities and so we're looking at these populations living where about 80, almost 80% of them live in poverty and 40% uh, of these people live in extreme poverty. And as, as most of you know, as well with the COVID pandemic, it has pushed as many as 150 million people worldwide into extreme poverty. And so the situation in Guatemala, unfortunately, is no exception. And so as Alex mentioned, a lot of families do live in housing conditions that are really often inadequate and present a severe health hazard uh, for the families. And a lot of these families, the reasons why they leave, live in these conditions is that there's a, a lack of resource to invest in basic services, but also uh, ways to uh, fix their homes. Because there's a high level of poverty, as I mentioned, but also there's uh, often issues with lacking legal claims on land and uh, insufficient support from, from the state. Uh, and so what we're looking at is that these families uh, often live in homes made of adobe or uh, metal sheets. Uh, they often as well cook indoors in open flame stoves, which causes a lot of indoor smoke and causes respiratory illnesses and burns for the families and the children. We also uh, see that a lot of the times uh, these families use unsanitary cesspits latrines that can sometimes overflow during rainy season and create uh, gastrointestinal illnesses, but also contaminate uh, the land. And 90% of the water is contaminated in Guatemala. So a lot of these families do not have access to safe water. And so essentially, these unhealthy life conditions lead to premature death and disability. And uh, this is why Habitat, Habitat's aim essentially is to help families who are living in these vulnerable conditions. And maybe Mackenzie, you can touch a little bit on, we've mentioned Adobe a lot throughout this conversation and why it's a challenge when used in the traditional way 
that it can actually have negative health effects for those using it because that's really the only thing they have to build with. So adobe is a very traditional material that's culturally accepted here in Guatemala. And when built correctly and when it is reinforced with other materials, it can be a wonderful building material. But oftentimes what we see in rural areas is that families build these, um, you know, with the materials that are available to them, which often means they're lacking certain components that will help ensure the sustainability of the adobe. But some of the issues that we run into when a home is made purely of adobe is that we can have different insects, different diseases that, uh, you know, make the families vulnerable. There's something called chagas, which is an insect that really likes this adobe, and so it can and put families at risk because it is kind of their, their nesting ground. Another uh, thing that we often see in rural areas is, well, in Guatemala in general, is the susceptibility to climate change, meaning that, you know, the rainy season, which is usually half of the year, it has been exacerbated over the last few years. Last year alone, we had four tropical storms that affected specifically Guatemala, and so this obviously affects the adobe because it is made out of dirt, which can then um, dampen, cause moisture, uh, which obviously has health implications as well. So we can see that if adobe is used without forethought or without technical expertise, it can be a challenge and can actually contribute to some of the, the things that affect our family's health. But that's one of the great things about Habitat Guatemala. Obviously, we're using our technical expertise or architects to do things in a way that is not only cultural appropriate, but safe for our families as well. Maybe to, to shift gears a little bit back to our original topic about hybrid homes, Celia, maybe you want to kind of give us a little bit of the history and the impetus of how we began this program. I know we've talked about general poverty rates and, and other things but maybe you can give us the Habitat Guatemala specifics of how it began. Yeah, so uh, as some of you might know, uh, we started uh, our Healthy Home Kit program, for example, in 2010. It was a program that was kind of an effort to support families who live in extreme poverty and poverty, as we have been uh, talking about. So this program... Uh, as I was mentioning before, too, uh, consists of implementing the smokeless stuff, the sanitary latrine, and the water filter. But then in 2019, uh, it was when our hybrid house uh, program was created. So also following the same idea of serving the communities with a more tangible and affordable solution, uh, we started this program. So we, by the date, we have built um, hybrid houses in Solola, in Huehuetenango. Shela and Santa Rosa, which are four departments of uh, Guatemala. At the beginning, this program just uh, was built, was being built in Solola. That's where our Lake Atitlan is. So uh, this uh, solution was being built in that region, but we now are working to start this program in more departments or in more regions of the country because the need is everywhere and we want to launch this solution in every community that we can. But um, just uh, as an important note, uh, it is also um, important to mention that uh, this, uh, houses, this house, uh, one of the um, main differences between the standard house of, uh, of, uh, of habitat um, is that this only costs uh, 3,300 US dollars 
uh, which is less than the half of uh, the price of a standard habitat home. So this is also partially subsidized, and we can talk about that, but uh, this is one of the main difference between the regular house in, in Habitat Guatemala. Yeah, that's a great description, Celia. And one thing that I just wanted to add along the lines of, you know, these subsidized products. So she was mentioning in 2010 when we started this this Healthy Home Kit program, it was a way to acknowledge that a lot of the home solution projects that or products that we were creating were helping what you might consider the lower middle class of Guatemala. But because there was this percentage living in poverty or extreme poverty that couldn't access these credits, we created the Healthy Home Kit to help them have access to products so that they can meet their basic needs. One thing that I really admire about the hybrid home is I feel that it is closing that gap even more between a healthy home kit and a traditional habitat home in the sense that it's great that we can provide families with a place where they can cook without smoke in their eyes, where they have access to an adequate latrine, so they have privacy when they need to go to the restroom, and clean drinking water as well, which is great and very important. But a lot of these families still didn't have four adequate walls and a roof overhead. And so this, this hybrid home is, is closing that gap. So currently, these are fully subsidized solution. Thanks to the generous support of donors across the world, we've been able to build these several homes that Celia mentioned. That being said, at Habitat, we always say it's a hand up, not a hand out. And so it's very important that families contribute to the process. So as we mentioned earlier, they are a part of building the adobe blocks, and they also contribute unskilled labor to the masons when the home is being built. So it's very important that they're a part of that process. And some wonderful things that we've seen with families that have received hybrid homes is they often take that technology, the uh, idea of making these adobe blocks, and they use them to continue improving their home or their quality of life. We've seen families add on additional structures to make sure they have space for their smokeless stoves, etc. So it really is a tool that empowers uh, this population to make the necessary steps forward so they have an adequate place to call home. We do acknowledge that there is a large percentage of the population living in extreme poverty or poverty that would like to continue accessing these type of solutions like the hybrid house and that, you know, we don't necessarily have enough donations to go around to cover all of these needs. So Habitat is contemplating adding this product to our normal mortgage program, um, but obviously contemplating that we need to make even more affordable rates for these families. So that's something that we hope to see long term, that the hybrid house is a, and product that we offer to the public to have a small credit with us um, so that they can have access to adequate housing. But we're in the very beginning stages of this program, and we're very pleased thus far and very grateful to all who have supported this initiative. And speaking of people who've supported it, Maria Rosa, I know you've had the opportunity to actually go out and take part in the construction of a couple hybrid houses with GB teams. How was that experience? Okay. Um, it has been a wonderful experience for me to be a part of some of these buildings. As I mentioned, we were a part of Vicenta's building house, and it was pretty exciting for all of the volunteers because since the, mon since the moment we arrived to the house, we were only digging trenches. And when we finished the week, it was built up until half of it. So volunteers had a wonderful time. It was a really nice experience. And of course, the family members were really happy too, and they were really involved in the construction process. 
And afterwards, when I got to visit them again, it was even more rewarding, let's say, to actually see, see the finished house and to see them living in it, right? It has dramatically changed their lives. Now they have a safe roof. And if you want, we can also play a little part of what Vicenta has to say about how she feels with her home now. Uh, I think that's actually a wonderful idea, and it'll probably be a wonderful way to close out the week. So let's hear what Vincenta has to say about our house. So tell me, Vicenta, how was your own house before you received the new one? Pues la verdad, donde yo vivía antes era muy, muy estrecho, muy complicado. Our old house was very small. The walls were built out of old wood pieces with a dirt floor. The dust and rain got in, and sometimes during the night I didn't sleep because I would watch my children and worry for them. I didn't want them to get wet or feel cold because of the rain. For example, in January here, there is a lot of wind, and I was always afraid of them having to suffer. Yes, our house was in poor condition. Our kitchen and bedroom were in the same room, and it was very small. The five of us couldn't fit inside. Now, thanks to Habitat and the donors, we have a new house, with the living space and kitchen apart. I am very grateful to God for this blessing. And now, how do you feel with your new hybrid house? It was a gift from God to us. I am very happy. I now see my children playing inside and they are happy too. My older son tells me they feel more comfortable and content with this house. I pray to God for the health of everyone who has supported us. And you girls, how do you feel with your new house? I feel very happy. We are more comfortable living in this new home because it's more secure and safe than the other one. I am very happy too because the old house was not like this and we used to feel scared when we were there. We like the new home very much. So that was a very beautiful story. It's always great to hear the actual stories of the people and how their lives change. Mackenzie, anything else you want to add before we wrap up? Yeah, so as Vicenta was mentioning in that clip we just heard, these homes really have the potential to have a huge impact on families' lives. And Maria Rosa has done a wonderful job of documenting how families feel now that they've been able to move into a hybrid home. So we invite you all to check out our website where we have several family profiles and more information about the hybrid homes. And if you are compelled to support this initiative, we'd be more than happy to, to have your support. We've had different teams who have come together to fundraise on their own account for a hybrid home. It's amazing how quickly when several individuals come together, you're able to, to raise $3,300 needed for this home. So whether it is getting together with friends and family to fundraise or eventually coming down to build a hybrid home with us. We invite you to be a part of this new pilot project and always with the goal in mind of 
making sure that every Guatemalan in the country has access to an adequate place to call home. So thank you all who have supported this initiative, and we'd love to have our listeners uh, continue to be a part of this program as well. Always well said, Mackenzie. I think that'll do it for this week, gang. So we will see you next time for another episode of What's Up? Habitat Band, take it away. Habitat Guatemala, construyendo casas. Habitat Guatemala, construyendo esperanza. Habitat, habitat, habitat. Habitat.